Welcome to my very first podcast. The name of this podcast series is Unplayed. And that is because it's all about the role-playing games that I never get to play. I read a lot of role-playing books, settings, especially lightweight role-playing systems because I'm looking for a system that's easy to bring to the table so I might be able to play sometimes in the short available free time I have. So I'm constantly on the lookout for elements that I can hijack from some games, change them, put them back together in some kind of low prep game system that is easy to teach. The main reason that I don't have much time to play is because I'm a father to three sons ranging from two to 16. And to be honest, it's mostly the two-year-old that requires the time. The two older brothers at 12 and 16 are pretty low maintenance. And you've actually been playing quite a few role-playing games uh, over the years. But uh, for the last uh, two years, uh, not so much. So that's why I'm mostly spending the time uh, reading up on game mechanics and designing game mechanics on my own, trying to come up with uh, systems or, or rules that, that, that suit us as a family. My wife is not interested in playing. She's actually against most games because she definitely do not like losing in games, but she actually also have a hard time winning and defeating other people in games. So that's a, that's a, that's a drawback. But of course, in, in role-playing, it's not about uh, winning or losing. So over the years, I've had also some role-playing sessions uh, with the whole family or with my two oldest boys and, and my wife, and, and she have, has enjoyed it uh, those times. But uh, it's hard to, to bring her to the table, so that's also why I'm trying to design some lightweight system that appeals to uh, to her. She do not like any complex rules uh, where you have to consider a lot of information, come up with a strategy, optimize your, your options. It needs to be lightweight. You need to have just a few information at your hands, make a decision and, and go with that. So that's something that goes into uh, to my design. Over the years, I've made quite a few game designs, usually only one or two pages. Uh, I've been recording them in Google Documents or Google Keep to keep it simple. Uh, 
just recording the ideas as I get them, because I, there's a tendency that even if it's a good idea, you forget the details in a few days. So now I have a backlog of these game ideas elements, uh, and the plan is to use this podcast to to focus on one element or a trick or a design uh, in each uh, episode. So I don't expect that each episode will be that long because most of the game design is just a, a one page. only takes a few minutes to, to, uh, to talk about. So that's the idea. And I also come to realize that as I don't have much time to play games, <laughs> I also don't have the time to edit long uh, podcasts. So I hope to keep it short each uh, episode. I would also like to make it very transparent that my game designs have not been play tested. That's why I'm calling the podcast series on plate to be very explicit that I haven't played these systems oh, only in my head. So that's the that's the premise of the whole podcast. But I hope that once in a while in my episodes I will also include a segment called Out of Scope for things that is out of scope of the unplayed part, which actually means uh, reporting on game sessions that I actually have played. So I hope that I'll still get a game or a session in once in a while, and I would report on that. Most of my designs are so lightweight and simple that they don't have any theme, but in some cases, the themes I usually go for are the standard uh, fantasy uh, uh, tropes with uh, mages, uh, brave knights, uh, adventures, uh, dungeons. Uh, it's a genre, a theme that I return to. And I think it's mostly an effort to recreate uh, the feeling I got when I started playing Dungeons and Dragons uh, 35 years ago um, and it's also the same feeling I would like to give my sons when I play with them. So my, the holy grail for my game design is to come up with a light system that that uh, captures the, the, the soul of the OSR but will be rules-wise very far from the the old Dungeons and Dragons uh, rules because let's face it they are really uh, complex um, so I, I, I hope to uh, to come up with a system that is more uh, lightweight and there's a lot of uh, great uh, systems out there for the last time that are very uh, inspiring there's a Maze Rat and Black Hack and ICRPG and also uh, Dungeon World. And these systems are very, 
they are a big inspiration for me, especially if we can if I can manage to, to get them down on one page like uh, lasers and feeding that's a that's a hallmark to 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 aim for where you both get the theme and the feeling uh, great stories uh, low prep um, while it's easy to to teach so that's some of the things i'm i'm aiming for in my designs are you in the same situation like me do you spend more time reading up on new role-playing game system, devouring the latest uh, indie version of Dungeons & Dragons, making up small designs that never hits the table. Give me a call, leave a message and tell me about the small game designs that, that you play around with. Enough about me. Now it's time for the unplayed game design. To kick off this series with a game design element, uh, I have uh, two twin moves for, for Dungeon World. They're designed in a way to empower uh, players to conclude scenes uh, in an exciting uh, fashion so here they are it's called gain advantage and conclude the scene gain advantage when you have made a move that improves the situation to your advantage you may roll plus hold 10 plus you gain a hold 7 plus you gain the hold and the gm makes a hard move 7 minus the GM makes a hard move, describing how you lose your current advantage and all holes. Conclude the scene. When you have one or more holes, you may spend all holes and roll plus holes. 10 plus. You may narrate how the scene concludes in line with the established fiction. 7 plus. The GM asks you a few questions and your answers define how the scene concludes. The GM can build on that with a yes and in a way that may or may not complicate your future. 6 minus. The GM narrates how the scene concludes. This may include a surprising twist and turn of events, often for the worse. The idea behind these moves is to empower the players and enable the characters to conclude scenes in a dramatic and exciting fashion. Pressing for and using your advantage is always risky, and setbacks have immediate consequences. In situations where the players clearly have the upper hand, and when it fits the fiction, the GM may award a hold, signaling that they may conclude the scene if they want to. Keeping in line with the whole premise of this podcast, these moves have not been play-tested. What do you think about these two moves? Are you playing Dungeon World? Do you think that these moves are too overpowered? Or can you see yourself bringing them to the, your Dungeon World game or powered by the apocalypse? Let me know. Call in. Leave a message with your view on uh, how to best conclude a scene. But before we go, I have something that is out of scope.
Autoscope is the segment where I talk about sessions that have actually played at the table. A few weeks ago, I picked up a copy of Far Flung. Far Flung is a sci-fi RPG based on powered by the apocalypse. Uh, when I read the blurb that promised that I could use this system to run games inspired by Red Dwarf, The Hitchhiker's Guide, Final Space, uh, Doctor Who, Futurama, I was hooked because my I love and my sons love these TV shows, especially the series Rick and Morty. So this is a, a no-limit version of sci-fi. Uh, the players can do mostly anything they want. Uh, the, the world setting is very uh, flexible. Uh, there is a world setting uh, coming with the game, but it's just a guideline. Uh, it's very easy for you to just um, go along, actually go off the rails uh, as you play. Um, so I talked with my kids on what they wanted to, to play, and they actually decided to, uh, to play in the setting of Borderlands. Borderlands is actually a, a first-person co-op shooter video game where you can play co-op with your friends, four people, going in this post-apocalyptic version of a planet, going out for, for loot and adventure. So it's, uh, you know, just uh, murder hobos uh, in space. Um, and um, Farflong comes with, I think, uh, 24 uh, playbooks. My oldest son chose the Gestalt uh, playbook that enables you to play a character that consists of uh, multiple individuals. That could be a, a, a slime blob that could divide indefinitely. Or in this case, he chose to be a swarm of small uh, robots that could combine and be summoned. Uh, my son, uh, 12 year old, he chose the FTSE character playbook. Uh, I actually do not know why they call it the, a, a FTSE. Uh, but this character can spout uh, prophecy and is really good at tearing people apart in combat. So he did both. Um, and they chose these two to emulate uh, two characters from the game. One uh, is uh, a, a series of uh, very annoying robots. So that was the swarm of robots, and the other was this uh, psychopath uh, murdering character with a large rotating bus axe. So, so they went out on adventure, and I didn't prepare anything. I just made stuff up as we went along based on all the hours I spent playing Borderlands uh, together with them. And I, I started the session in Media Res where, where they were 
sailing along in a fast boat in some kind of swamp on a foreign planet and suddenly the boat flipped over and they started drowning the the robots multiplied and and broke the ship apart and then they continued into the jungle where they faced uh, cyber rhinos uh, a mad hermit uh, uh, monkeys with implants and automatic weapons and the session concluded when they found this uh, radio beacon station that was taken over by bandits that had uh, some kind of rave party and uh, when flying uh, drones came in to, uh, to to stop these squatters the, the players went up and, and, and ripped these drones apart and uh, and all of us uh, had all of us had a great uh, time. It was very easy to 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 run. I can highly uh, recommend uh, this uh, game, and I can foresee that I will have more out of scope uh, segments uh, revolving around uh, the adventures in this uh, far flung Borderlands uh, universe. So, uh, hope to uh, talk to you soon. Have a great time until then.